Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Good morning. Uh, for those of you here for the first time, my name is Alvin. I uh, serve as lead pastor today. Uh, well, not today. I guess forever. <laughs> today only. I'm your pastor. Oh, no. I, but I'm not speaking today. Today we have the mother of this house and my mom and the most just devoted generous, faith-filled, consistent, fiery, um, but gracious woman I know. And uh, she's amazing. She's a great role model for any wife and any mom. She's someone that you can look at and say, that's how you do it. Uh, and uh, if anyone knows, it's me and dad and Ashley, and we can tell you. She really is exactly what you see, and more, a lot more. So, uh, but she's a great speaker, and she is going to bless us with the word of God. So please, let's give a warm welcome to our founding pastor, Pastor Cece. Thank you. Praise the Lord, everybody. I don't know who paid Alvin to say all that this morning. But, but thank you, son. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. God is so good. Amen? Amen. Amen. Anybody come expecting a blessing this morning? Amen. All right. I'm going to open this up. A little fancy. Got my iPad today. Good morning, everybody online. So glad that you are joining us, and I am just excited about what God is going to do. Hallelujah. Let's open up with prayer. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity to come before your people. Holy Spirit, have your way today. Say whatever you want to say, however you want to say it, and we're going to give your name all the praise and all the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I give honor to my pastor, Pastor Alvin Love. Um, he's an awesome pastor, um, and I am just so godly proud of him. Um, I think give honor to my wonderful husband, my pastor at home, <laughs> Pastor Love. Amen. So glad that um, he fell in love with me and just had to ask me to marry him. I'm just so I'm so glad about that. And I'm so glad that he has lived up to his name these 37 years. Amen. Amen. God is good. God is good. Even in our roughest times. You know, he was just still my best friend, you know. Those times when it's like, ooh, am I going to stay in this? And it's like, he's too cute. I can't leave. He's just, he's just too cute. I can't leave. I got to stay. I got to walk this thing out. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but happy Mother's Day to all you mothers. We are supernatural people, aren't we? God is good. We honor you today, and we honor you every day every day. Okay, we have been in this incredible, incredible uh, series, um, our theme for the years, Withstanding the Wind, and our foundation scripture is Matthew 3 and 12, and uh, it says his winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Before I go any further and I have myself on the clock, I have to thank everybody who came to the conference and everybody who served, all the volunteers, the music team. It was amazing. The intercessors, 
the intercessors were praying the whole time. All the women were blessed and transformed. And, you know, God is just amazing. It's amazing what he will do when you say yes to his will. So thank you so much for serving. And I know everything that you've given, God will multiply it back into your life. All right. Okay, let's continue. A winnowing fan is used to separate the wheat from chaff. The grain is the part of the plant that is useful, that represents the harvest. Chaff is the worthless outer shell, but it is useless, right? Chaff is burned, but the grain, however, is gathered. It's the harvest. And Pastor Alvin has been teaching, I mean, every single Sunday. It's like, Lord, do I have to repent again? Yes, God. Yes, God. I'll repent again. But I love that. Don't you love when the word of God finds you? It lets you know that it's alive and that it's true. And all you have to do is humble yourself and say yes. Amen. So so he's talking about this month. Every month he's taking a, a different wind and he's teaching on it. And this month he's talking about the winds of change. And um, last last week he talked about just some of the natural changes that happens in life that you have to make sure that those natural changes don't don't change the things in your life that shouldn't be changed. Amen. So I thought about Mother's Day when he called and asked me to speak, and and I knew it was my conference when he called. I said, well, praise the Lord, Pastor. Yes, I'll speak on Sunday. Thank you, Jesus, for supernatural strength, right? Um, so, So I thought about becoming and being a mother. It involves more changes than I think I can think of in any other way. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it, the natural changes that happen when you become a mother. I remember when I was pregnant, I got on my own nerves. You know, because you're crying and your husband say, well, why are you crying? It's like, I don't know why I'm crying. I just don't know. Wow. Physical changes, hormonal changes, emotional changes. How many know your whole life changes when you become a mother? Right? And, 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 and even though it is the most miraculous experience and the most joyful time, motherhood is very challenging. And so on so many levels, it's challenging for so many reasons. Um, So it is extremely important that mothers, specifically godly mothers, be strong in their faith, not just for themselves, but for your children. Our children are a blessing from God, and with that blessing comes a stewardship responsibility. God has enthroned us Uh, should I say, God has entrusted us with his children and we need his wisdom and help to do the job well. Psalm 3, 5 and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. To receive God's guidance, guidance, we must seek God's will in all we do. And this means turning every area of your life over to him. Make him a vital part of everything you do. Then he will guide you because you will be working to accomplish his purposes. Um, One of my regrets as a mom, uh, raising my children, if I had to go back to my younger self, One of my regrets is that I didn't invite the Holy Spirit into the process enough. I was a strong believer. I believed living my life in a way that was an example to them. But a lot of times, we lean to our own understanding 
in our motherhood. A lot of times we raise our children because, you know, we, we, we raise them the way our parents raised us. You know, I felt like I came out okay, you know, so I was like, <laughs> so I was like, you know, I'm just going to raise them the way, you know, my parents raised me. And a lot of that was good. Um, but, but, but if I had a chance to do it all over again, I would say, you know, Alvin came and Alvin was always been, always been a very passionate and loving person. As a kid, he loved people. Now, I had no idea he would be a pastor, right? I had no idea. But when I look back and see him, and I think about his childhood, and even, you know, from infancy on, I was like, ah, it all makes sense now. I mean, he used to care about people so much until it got on my nerves, you know? <laughs> I was just like, stop, mom, mom, can we, he, I mean, if we went on vacation, we would see all these kids around Alvin because Alvin has bought, he has taken our credit card. <laughs> And, and, and has, has put everything to our room for his friends to go and, and, you know, go to the beach and have all this stuff. And, and I'm just like, well, praise God, you really like people, don't you? <laughs> but that was his heart. That was his heart. And then I had, and Ashley came along, and, you know, Alvin was always calm. And Ashley came along, and I was like, oh, Jesus, what did I do wrong? <laughs> she could care less about people. But now I see the woman that she is, and she's strong in faith. She's a leader. She's very passionate, but she's, she's, she's no nonsense. But, but it's all about the way God wired them up. And if I would have just took a little bit more time and said, Lord, now, even though this is my child, and I, and I think I have a good idea on how to raise them, Holy Spirit, who are they? What do you have in store for their lives? And if I would have just took out a little bit more time, and I am so blessed because how many know God's mercy will make up for your mistakes? <laughs> Hallelujah. I've made a lot of mistakes, but, but God is faithful, right? But, but when you know better, you do better. So I want to advise you, ladies, no matter what stage your kid's in, pray for them. And ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, you have a call on their life. What is it? What is it? Because the Bible says in Proverbs 22 and 6, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he, was, when he is old, he will not depart from it. That is a promise. But you got to train him up the way he should go. And who knows better than the Holy Spirit? He's the only person who knows. So take out the time to seek God about your children. And even though they were born in the same family with the same mom and dad they're very different they're very different and that's not bad but you have to train them up differently amen that's if you want them to be all that God has called them to be train your children to choose the right way and then train them in the purpose that God has for their lives amen when I was a child, I fell in love with the presence of God. I didn't even realize it was the presence of God. I was so young. I just knew I felt peace. I knew I felt contentment. And, and when I got older, I realized that it was the Holy Spirit. Therefore, I can't take credit for who I am today. And I am somebody. Yeah. And I'm somebody only because I know who God is. Yeah. Amen. And I realized that without him, I'm absolutely nothing. But I also realized that with him, there's nothing impossible. There's nothing he won't do for me. Amen? 
Um, 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 and so, and so I give God all the honor and the praise, but I also give honor to those who went before me. My mom is not here this morning. She has two girls who are preaching this morning. And so she's going to try to make it to my sisters and then she's going to try to come here. I already know she's going to try to come. I told her no pressure, but, but she's going to try to make, she's going to make it. I know she's going to make it. <laughs> to the next service. But I am so grateful that I had parents who realized the importance of passing the precious faith that they had to my siblings and I. They made countless sacrifices. Ladies, I tell you, I don't even want to hear your excuses because my mom had 10 kids. She worked, she cooked, she sewed, but they made sure we were in church. They made sure uh, we were in church at Sunday school all day long. They didn't care if we didn't want to go. I don't want to hear that you didn't bring your kids because they didn't want to come. You're supposed to be training them. They're not supposed to train you. You got to train them. All right? They made countless sacrifices. And, and men, even though it's Women's Day, I'm going to talk to the women, but you know I'm coming for y'all, right? Because if we're supposed to train them, y'all know God has put y'all as the leader of the house. Y'all, my father was at church. But if my mother didn't make it, he was there. Amen? Hallelujah. It's Mother's Day. <laughs> but they made countless sacrifices so that we would know who Jesus is. Oh, I'm so glad they understood the importance of that. I remember spending time with my grandmother, Laura, who was a godly praying woman who along with my parents taught me God's ways and the importance of living a holy life. I remember their great testimonies, how God saved them and he kept them and he raised people from the dead. And, and really it was their faith that motivated me to want to be like God. I wanted to know God the way they knew them. Amen. So today I want to encourage, I want to encourage every parent, every mother to pass it on, pass the faith on, live a life that's pleasing to God and pass it on. I want to encourage you not to give in or to give up. Don't get tired. Don't grow weary of doing well. You got to keep going. You have to keep going because your children are dependent on it. Okay? Those who are coming behind you need you to be able to pass the faith on to them. You might not have any natural children, but you have somebody watching you. You have spiritual children. You have a child. You have youth. You have a neighbor. You have friends and coworkers who need you to pass it on. Okay, and, and as mothers, we must be aware that the enemy hates us and he hates our children. The enemy does not wait till they become a certain age before he attacks them. All right. There is not an age appropriate time for trials and tribulations. He comes after our seed. All right. How many know the devil is not playing? The Bible tells you that he comes. The thief comes not or should I say the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it abundantly. Amen. So, so in contrast to the thief who takes life, Jesus gives life. We have to choose life for ourselves and train our kids to choose life until they are old enough to choose life for themselves. Now, carnality we got to stop being carnal. Carnality means uh, living life consumed by satisfying fleshly desires, feeding selfishness, 
while serving the body and starving the soul. Even the dictionary defines carnality as opposite of righteousness. Carnality, lack of spiritual eyesight, makes us think we have time before we have to be concerned about the enemy stealing our children. I'm here to warn you, you do not have time. All right? The name of my message today is A Mother's Faith. We're going to go to 2 Timothy. Pastor Alvin was there last week, but we're going to look at it at a different way. 2 Timothy, we find that Apostle Paul, writing to this young preacher, a son in the faith, um, Timothy. Okay? And here is the beauty of this passage. Paul commends the faith that young Timothy possessed. So beautiful. Let's go to 2 Timothy 1, 5 through 7. And it says, When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. A sound mind means good judgment, disciplined thought patterns, and the ability to understand and make right decisions. Don't all of us want our kids to be able to do that? It includes the quality of self-control and self-discipline. Timothy was experiencing great opposition to his message and to himself as a leader. Um, so he was, he was dealing with challenging winds. Amen? Winds just don't hit you when you are grown. But winds come after our children. His youth, his association with Paul, and his leadership had come under fire from believers and non-believers. The enemy was attacking him. So Paul urged him to be bold. The power of the Holy Spirit can help us overcome our fear um, of what some might say to you or things that you will come up against and you will be able to continue in God's work. Timothy's mother and grandmother. And I, I love that. I love that this this passage is talking about women because I know we're living in a time where we have a lot of single moms and we have mothers who fathers might not believe, all right? And so this message is here to encourage you that if God is on your side, you can do it, okay? Timothy's mother and grandmother, Eunice and Lois, were early um, Christian converts, possibly through Paul's ministry. Um, they had communicated their strong Christian faith to Timothy. Timothy was, was a godly man with a godly heritage. The heritage began with Timothy's grandmother, Lois, and continued on in his mother, Eunice. We're going to look at three aspects of faith, or should I say, of the faith of Eunice. These are really the blessings of God's, uh, or should I say, really the blessings of a godly mother's faith, okay? Reality, responsibility, and results of her faith. 
We're going to talk about the reality, the responsibility, and the results of her faith. Reality means someone or something that is real. In order to stand firm in your faith and pass it on, your faith has got to be real. All right? Paul says that Timothy had a genuine faith, which means a sincere faith, that first lived in his grandmother and then his mother. The word sincere means unfeigned, without dissimulation, without hypocrisy. In fact, the King James Version, um, it says the word sincere is translated unfeigned. The root word feigned means to give a false appearance of, to represent falsely, pretend, or to imitate so as to deceive. Um, when it says that Timothy had a sincere faith, that first faith, or should I say, yeah, that first faith lived in his grandmother and his mother. We understand that Eunice had a faith that was genuine. She wasn't putting on an act. She wasn't going through the motions. Um, as Timothy's mother, can you imagine if her faith had just been an act? How long do you think it would have took Timothy to realize that his mother was a phony? If we don't possess a genuine faith, our children will know it. How many know they're the first to know it? Yeah. I remember one time I was talking, I was saying, Lord, I really want a I really want a um, quiet spirit. I realized that that was precious in your sight. And I remember, I don't know if it was Alvin or Ashley, I think it was Alvin. And, and they said, well, uh, well, you don't have that yet. <laughs> they were, and I was like, boy, shut up. <laughs> Like, keep praying, Ma. <laughs> oh, God, that is so funny. But, but kids see. They see hypocrisy from far off. They see it very, very clearly. Anybody know anybody who don't want to have anything to do with church because they lived with parents who said they were believers, but when they got home, they lived like the devil? If you're a mom and you want to be the best mom you can be, it starts with a real relationship with the father. Okay? You can't impart something that you don't have. So if you know the Lord today and you have real faith, thank God. But if you don't, today is your day. And we all can have, we can all walk out of here with genuine faith because of what Jesus did on the cross. We have all failed. We have all made, raise your hand if you have, if you're a perfect mother and you've never made a mistake. Raise your hand if, if you thank God that he's merciful. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's merciful and he's good, but we can all leave out of here because of what he did on the cross. Our children need us to have genuine faith. Children need mothers with genuine faith. Think about the influence you can have as a mom and how much greater it is when your faith is real. I'm so thankful I had a mom whose faith was real. I was about to say, that can't be my alarm yet. <laughs> Y'all not right. I'm like, come on now. <laughs> Turn off your phones. 
I'm so thankful I had a mom who had real faith. I'm so thankful. It was a privilege. I was, I was blessed like Timothy to have a grandmom and a mother who, who prayed, who, who, who lived life of the, the life of God in front of me. But, but some of you might have that testimony and some of you might not have that testimony. But I got good news for you. I got good news for you. You can, you can have real faith today and you can change the generations that are coming after you. Amen? Amen? And yesterday, or should I say during the conference, we realized that not only will God change the generations going forward, but how many know he'll go back? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we can all be excited about having genuine faith, right? And the reality of, of Eunice's faith is very clear when you look at this Paul, that letter, that, the, the letter that Paul wrote to Timothy. So, so let's look at the responsibility of her faith. Responsibility is the state of being held as the cause of something that needs to be set right. Real faith leads to, or should I say, real faith leads us to act responsibly. If we truly know the Lord, we'll realize that we have certain responsibilities as believers, all right? Eunice knew that as a Christian mom, she had certain responsibilities to her son. Let's look at 2 Timothy 3, 14, and 15. It says, but you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Paul urges Timothy to continue in what he has learned and become convinced of uh, because from childhood, Timothy has been taught the word of God. You see, his mother knew as a believer, as one whose faith was real, she had a responsibility to her son. What was the responsibility? It was to teach him the word of God. In order to pass our faith to our children, we must teach our children the word of God. Mothers, teach your children the word of God. Eunice was familiar with the Old Testament truth in Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. I love this. Listen to this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they put it on, put a sign on your forehead. They shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. This passage provides the central theme of Deuteronomy. It sets a pattern that helps us relate the word of God to our everyday life. It should, it should be a part of our lives constantly, the word of God. When we go to sleep, when we wake up, our children should be familiar with the presence of God. God has blessed me to have a grandson, right? 
And one of the things, another things I've, uh, one of the things I've learned uh, messing up with, with my kids here and there um, was, was now I understand and, and thank God for Ashley is, is that you, if I had to do it all over again, I wouldn't minister to their flesh. I would minister to their spirits. So, so I go into Wyatt's room sometime, and he's crying, and I say, in the name of Jesus. He look at me, he stop crying. <laughs> I go to speaking in tongues. Then I see his hands go up. And y'all, the other day he was in the crib, and his hands was going up, but he was starting to lose his balance. He was sitting down, but his hands was... So he had to put his hands down to hold himself up. It was so cute. I said, praise him, Wyatt. Praise him. But I go to binding and loosening. I'm like, oh. I said, oh, yeah, I done been through this before. I know how to do it now. God has given me another chance with grandkids. You don't have to be timid when the devil comes. No, 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 no. I have the authority over this. And he looked at me like, oh, Jesus, what is wrong with her? <laughs> Hallelujah. The devil will not have them. So God emphasized the importance of parents teaching the Bible to their children. Yes, the church is here to reinforce what you do at home. All right? It doesn't relieve you of the responsibility. You, you should have them in active things and doing things that the word of God is being preached. But no, no, no. It cannot take the place of what they're being taught at home. We used to do Bible studies, and I got to stop telling all these stories. Shoot, I got to get through. Um, but we used to do Bible studies, and I, I loved, you know, doing Bible studies with the kids. And for some reason, though, we, we, we talked about uh, Abraham and, and Lot, you know, one time. Okay, talking about the story. But for some reason, Ashley fell in love with Lot. And I was like, out of all the Bible characters, I don't want you to fall in love with Lot. So we could be teaching something totally different. We're like, Ashley, what you think? Lot. <laughs> and I said, no, I, I cast that out now. You're <laughs> you going to fall in love with Esther. You're going to fall in love with somebody else, not Lot. <laughs> she finally got it. Thank you, Jesus. Um, but, but when you see this scripture... Uh, you see that Eunice didn't waste any time training her son. It says childhood, but in some uh, translations, it actually says infancy. Since infancy, you've known the scriptures. So when a child is born into the family, it, be, it should become a natural flow of teaching him the word of God. When you hit your toe, they shouldn't hear you curse. When you hit your toe, you should say, oh, God, I thank you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Is my toe okay? Y'all laughing, but I'm for real. Because they're absorbing everything you do, everything you say, everything you say. So throughout the day, it's time for you. You have to understand this is an opportunity to shape them and to mold them. Because if you don't take the time out to shape them, the devil will. The devil will. And then very soon you turn around and they're grown. It's like, oh, man. So understand that this is a beautiful opportunity to be responsible stewards over your kids. They need you to be that. They need you to be that. The enemy is after them, after them, trying to confuse them, 
So they have to hear you praying. They have to hear you thanking God. They have to hear parents talking and hear the men's voice praising God. I remember my father would come into the room and it's like God came into the room. And, and they were raising my mom and dad that, that not only did they have 10 kids, but they had seven boys straight. Whew, she's still in her right mind. My God. Seven boys straight and then three girls at the end. In the, in the city of Detroit, Michigan. So you understand the urgency of your kids falling in love with the presence of God and understanding that there is a difference between holy and unholy? We can't confuse them in the house. They, it's too much confusion out there. Don't confuse them in the house. A house should be a safe place where they're used to the presence of God. So when they go out to school, it's like, oh, no, no, that's not right. Because I knew what was right, I didn't succumb to, to peer pressure. Because I knew God was with me. I knew my value. I knew my worth. Because my parents did that. All right, so, so we looked at her, her, her faith. We looked at her responsibility. Now, now let's look at the results. 2 Timothy 3.14. Where am I? I'm good. Okay, this is my last point. <laughs> 2 Timothy 3.14, you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. Timothy was not the first, or should I say, Timothy was the first second generation Christian. He became a Christian not because uh, evangelists preached a powerful sermon, but because his mother and grandmother had taught him the Holy Scriptures when he was a small child. Parents, your work is vitally important. Vitally important. Result means a consequence, effect, or coming of something. What was the result? Her son took notice of the reality of his mother's faith. He learned God's word, and he wanted that faith for himself. The greatest gift a mom can give her child is her faith. By setting a godly example and instructing her child in, his, in God's word. A believing mom has no greater joy than to know that her child walks in the truth. Charles Spurgeon said of his mother, a mom can't force her child to follow the Lord. But she can have a tremendous influence on him by having a faith that is real and taking the responsibilities of her faith seriously, and most likely she'll like the results she sees in her children if she stays, and should I say, and take the time to invest in them, like Timothy's mom did. Eunice had a faith that was real. She took her responsibility as a Christian mom seriously, and the result was a godly son. Raise your hand if you want godly children in here today. I'm going to close with this poem from Daily Bread. It says, blessed is the household where honesty reigns, where dad and mom practice the truth. Blessed are the children whom God leads and trains and are taught his word from their youth. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your word today. We thank you because everything we need for life and godliness is in your word. So, God, I pray that you would bless us all 
to say yes to your will and yes to your way. And specifically, God, we pray for all the moms who are under the sounds of my voice, moms and future moms, Lord, that we would line up with you so that our faith will be real and that we would take on the challenge today to be responsible to teach our children so that our children will grow up in the fear of the Lord and will fall in love with you for the rest of their days. Lord, we believe this by faith. And, and for those of us who've made mistakes and maybe our children are not where they want to be, Lord, we come against the spirit of guilt because God, that same power that raised Jesus from the grave is living inside of us. And we don't care how far they have gone. Lord, we command them to come back to you today in the name of Jesus. Lord, we're going to begin to speak life over them. And we're going to begin to say what we want to see and not what we see, God. We're going to call them what you call them, Father God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, God. We're going to stand in the authority that you've given us. And we speak to our children. And we tell them, you will serve the Lord with all of your heart, soul, and mind. In Jesus' name, Lord, we believe it today, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen, and let's give them a praise. Come on, thank them like it's already done. Our children are saved, and they fear the Lord, and they will become all that God has called them to become. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, we want to... We want to give everybody an opportunity if you don't know the Lord as your personal Savior having real faith starts with knowing Jesus so I want everybody to close your eyes and to bow your heads and that um, I want you to repeat this prayer after me and if you repeat this prayer and you believe then the Bible says you are saved so let's uh, repeat after me dear Heavenly Father I come to you in the name of your son, Jesus, I believe he died on the cross for my sins. And I believe on the third day, you raised him from the grave. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I invite you to come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit so that I will be empowered to live a life that's pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. 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 If you said yes to Jesus for the first time, we want to encourage you. Please let us know. We want to know about you saying yes to Jesus. And so we want you to text text belong to 77411 okay and let us know you said yes to Jesus all right you online text and let us know that you said yes to Jesus all right let's give the Lord another hand clap of praise did y'all enjoy that awesome thank you so much for speaking uh, for being a great mother and really living out everything that you taught um, I do want to celebrate everybody who did say yes to Jesus. 
Um, Follow-up is very important. We're really big on next steps here. So though the prayer was great, the growth happens when you take the next step. And in Nashville Life, that next step would be letting us know. So text belong to that number. Um, and or, or and we have a prayer team. And you guys, if you're assigned to pray, just go ahead and get in position. So once we dismiss, you are free to come down here. We would love to just pray a prayer of blessing over your life. If you have any other prayer requests, maybe there's healing that you need in your body or encouragement about something that you're going through, uh, this team right here will be happy to pray for you once we dismiss. Um, if you would like to get more connected to our church, we have next steps that happens after our second service. So you can either stick around or come back around 1230. We'll be in the third floor of this building. Uh, speaking of floors in this building, Lord willing, we believe that this Sunday is our last Sunday downstairs, and next Sunday will be our first Sunday upstairs. For those of you who didn't know, this is really the soft opening. We're currently in our children's space, and uh, the sanctuary will be finished for us this coming Sunday. So uh, just be, maybe get here a little bit early next week so you can kind of know the different traffic of how to get up and worship with us upstairs. So congratulations to Nashville Life. It's been five months down here and uh, you guys have been so patient and so kind. So God bless you. Uh, for all the mothers, for all the mothers, we have roses and we have a beautiful flower, not flower, photo booth with flowers. If you turn around to your right, there's going to be a room where you can take photos behind a pretty backdrop with, with flowers. And we've got roses for you to take home. So please enjoy those. That's our way of saying we love you and we honor you. Uh, besides that, if you would like to give, thank you in advance. Uh, you can give online. Like we said, text Nashville Life to 77411. And we have our finance team in the back. They'll have buckets and they'll be happy to receive your offering on your way out. Have an amazing rest of your morning, and we got a beautiful day out here, so mothers, enjoy it, and let me pray for you. Father, we thank you again for this morning. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the wisdom and insight that came to us today. God, I pray, Lord, that all of us would, would allow that word to go past our ears and reach our heart. God, so it can produce fruit in our lives, Lord, that won't only bless us, but will bless our children and everybody else in our community. In the name of Jesus, we pray and we thank you, God. We love you. Amen. Enjoy the flowers. Have a great day.